Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> just looking at your Instagram, is your dating profile just shirtless pics? No, it's actually not. I have a picture of me um, with some of my real estate cl- customers whenever I was closing a deal. Um, you know, just kind of, I was in a suit on that one. Um, and then I have a picture or a video of me playing tennis, you know, whooping some ass in tennis. Um, you know, kind of showing my hobbies. And I also, I think I do have um, one group picture. Um, but that's about it. I, I think the main focus should be yourself. A lot of people talk about, you know, all these, um, group photos and dogs and things and sure that can work, but honestly, it's just you, you know, they just care about you. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the come on man podcast. And here's your host. Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On, Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. You know what to do already. If you guys are watching during the live, uh, the pre-recorded live on Mondays, please sound off in the chat. I'm usually in there editing videos or whatever, so uh, sound off. You know, that helps boost us in the algorithm. If you guys are watching on the replay, sound off below your favorite emoji. Doesn't even matter. All right. What is up with my beard? I don't even know. Uh, (laughs) if you guys are listening on your favorite audio platform, please give it a five-star review. Okay. It helps more than, you know, only takes a couple of seconds. Most of you guys are listening on Apple podcasts. So take a moment, give us a five-star review, write out why you like the show. Even if it's one sentence, doesn't even matter. All right, guys, my guest this week is none other than Garrett Gaines. He's a, he's a young buck coming up in the space. Uh, my man Rolo Tomasi, he's he says he's been working with this kid, coaching him a little bit, and uh, I was like, you know what? I want to talk to this kid. He's pissing off a lot of the guys in the RAR squad, you know. That's uh, that's Ryan's community. For whatever reason, they don't like him, but I think he's a cool kid. You know, he's he's just a young buck. You know, maybe maybe uh, we were all we we're all a little bit like Garrett back in our day, <laughs> but Garrett's a cool kid, man, and uh, he's got an interesting story. He's jacked. Right? He looks like your classic Chad-looking dude. So I wanted to talk to him, see what he was all about. I'll bring you that conversation right after these words. Life is a journey filled with twists and turns. Why is it that essential life lessons aren't taught in school? You probably know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. But do you know how to invest in a Roth IRA? We're not taught to build ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. The roadmap to success is more than just a college degree. You don't have to follow the traditional route. Success isn't confined to a classroom. It's about discovering your own path. 
you ever wish that someone handed you a guidebook to life when you were 18? Well, it's never too late to rewrite your story. Everything I wish I knew when I was 18. Advice for young men to create a great life for themselves. This book is your compass, guiding you to pick the right career, how to invest wisely, and how to prepare for a fulfilling future, to take control of your health and your fitness, learn how to date efficiently and find genuine desire, and master the art of leading healthy relationships. Your path is defined by the choices you make, not by others' expectations. Don't wait until you're 35 to unlock your potential. Order your copy now on Amazon. Rewrite your story. Build the life you deserve. All right, joining me on the podcast is a young buck who has been ruffling a lot of feathers on uh, Twitter lately, particularly with some of the other guys in the space I work with. He likes to make content around dark triad maxing and dating psychology. It's Garrett Walker, better known as Garrett Gaines. What's going on, brother? You know, just had a bunch of caffeine, had a killer workout. Uh, I wish we could have, uh, you know, scheduled us under different pretenses, you know, but here I am ready to go. All right. That's well, it's good. Any, any pretense is good. I think you know? exactly. I like, I like talking to other guys in this space. I don't, I don't really care what other people think, you know, yeah, <laughs> so, same here. I just, I, I want to work with everybody. I'm not, I'm not trying to like, you know, uh, gatekeep or anything like that. You sure. know? Um, so let's start with this one. Um, I took a look at your free online dating profile guide. Um, I liked your advice in your bio section saying, why don't you come try to figure me out? And I understand the psychology of it, but can you explain why a headline like that would get results? You know, I think results can definitely vary because as we know, attractiveness is everything on dating apps. And I just honestly, it was the first thing I typed. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to have them reaching out to me first whenever I first got a dating app. And I was like, you know what? I just want to be a little mysterious. How about we just leave it with come try and figure me out. And honestly, the response I got was highly positive and the results were great. So I just kind of rolled with it. It's um, no, you're a jack dude. Uh, you're fit. You're young. You got a, a, a fucking perfect mane. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you. I mean, do you just like have some, uh, some, you know, a couple of shirtless pics and then that single line and like, that's just like, you're just cleaning house on there or what? That's it. Yeah. Cleaning house, man. I mean, I could have, <laughs> you know, five different hookups every night for a year and still, and still keep going because, but honestly, you know, I kind of use it as a crab trap. I like to say like some people say fishing line. I just put it down, leave it unintended, come back whenever I need. Okay. That, that's fair enough. Um, now your advice on photo selection is interesting, uh, particularly regarding group photos and shirtless pics now just looking at your instagram is your dating profile just shirtless pics no it's actually not <laughs> i have a picture of me um with some of my real estate customers whenever i was closing a deal um you know just kind of i was in a suit on that one um and then i have a picture or a video of me playing tennis you know whooping some ass in tennis um you know kind of showing my hobbies and i also i think i do have um one group picture um, but that's about it. I, I think the main focus should be yourself. A lot of people talk about, you know, all these, um, group photos and dogs and things and sure that can work, but honestly, it's just you, you know, they just care about you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the way I like to, I like to explain it is, uh, you you do want to kind of 
tell a story, right? Like you're right. Uh, w- that you live a sort of a fun, exciting lifestyle because chicks just want to join your lifestyle anyway. So if it's all just selfies and 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 you got five selfies in the same outfit in your house, I mean that's boring. You know, <laughs> just I think basically... it depends on what the girl wants as well. Because if she's just looking for a hookup, you know, the girl that you text at eleven, you know what you're doing. She doesn't care about your group picture. She just cares if you're hot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and then the group picture. I mean, it, uh, now what did what did you say about it in your um, in your guide there? Because I actually uh, it made me think for a minute. I was like, oh, I never thought about that before. Honestly, I couldn't tell you word for word. It's been probably four months since I've updated that. But I just kind of, I probably said something along the lines of showing your value, showing that, you know, um, especially if you're if you have a group photo, if you're in the center of it and the people around you look like they're having a good time. It's just kind of showing that you're a genuine person. People like to be around you and you do fun things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 what I recall it saying. Uh, you want to if, if, if you're going to have one, be in the center of it. And right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so in the realm of online dating messaging uh you emphasize the importance of standing out now how do you guide clients to craft messages that are both attention grabbing and effective at keeping her interested as well as building her emotional investment so i will say this i don't have any clients i'm not actively really working on it i'm kind of just working on building a Mm. audience right now um and providing value for completely free So, you know, just deciding what I do want to do if I do decide to take clients in the future. Um, But as far as the reason why I ask is because uh, I think in in some of your calls to actions of of your videos, I saw you were like, well, DM me and like, you know, do you get guys DMing you? I do. Yeah. And honestly, my goal with that was to just provide free value because I was so new in this space. I was just want to get out there, provide value and not even ask for anything. There you go. So you guys can you guys can just hit him up directly. He's he's giving yep. it all. He's giving the the goods away the for free right now. So so that's yeah, good. So the I original mean, question. Was, yeah, like how do you how do you uh, get what what would you tell a guy who DMs you then? Uh, how how to yeah, do all it's that? It's very circumstantial, of course, and it also depends on what age they are, how they look. You know, the better you look, the more straight up you can be as far as your initial approach. But I like to take an approach from noticing something that about that girl in specific that stands out maybe she has a very genuine smile and she actually looks happy in all the pictures or you know she you can tell she's a spiritual you know maybe she's like a soap dodging you know kind of person like in love with crystals and things like that and honestly i don't have just one template that i say to guys Mm -hmm. to use because anything can work really is highly circumstantial but i say look at the girl what is your initial impression of her and just and mention it or even if you want to say something like hey i noticed something about your pictures you know mm. and maybe that's going to get a response from them something like that yeah yeah that was always my go-to opener was uh and i can't remember where i learned it i think i i read it in like a throwaway article on that i found on google once years ago and it just seemed to work really well which was just to guess what the chick was thinking in the moment and just say, hey, you know, pick number three. You look like you forgot uh, to to unplug your toaster or something. Whatever, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever <laughs> it was that she looked like, you know, in that picture. Yep. There's one chick that I ended up hooking up with during uh, during the pandemic, and she looked like she had this like uh, professional picture down by the river, and it looked like the cover of a 
you know, of like an album, you know, like a, like mm -hmm. a, like a music album. I go, you look like you're singing. What, what were you singing in that picture? And she's like, I wasn't singing. I was getting these, you know, whatever, but it's making those types of statements. Oftentimes we'll get a response because either you're right. And they, they're like, Oh yeah, you're right. How perceptive or you're completely wrong. And they want, they're quick to correct you. You know, they're like, Oh, exactly. I'm yeah. So yeah. And uh, yeah, asking questions is great. Especially, especially if they're already attracted to you, they're going to respond. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. So how, so I, I just like talk about texting too. We can, we can move on yeah. here after this, but uh, so, so that sounds more like a, an opener, like how you would open, but how do you, how long do you banter back and forth before you try to find a segue to, to do a, a in-person meetup? You know, I've experimented from even the first message being, or not even the first, the first message after the opener being like, Hey, what are you doing this week or you know whatever that's just usually it's like i'm free on thursday night uh would that work for you and that's within you know the first two messages and sometimes that does scare them off if they're not looking for an immediate hookup um and where was i going with that um so yeah the, depending on the second message it's worked but typically between seven to eight is a good number as long as you've built enough comfort and also enough push you know kind of that push pull method even with texting you know giving them a little a little shit here and there but mm -hmm. also showing them that you're interested and that you are attracted to them it can work anywhere between the the eight to ten message range i would say when um for for new guys just tuning in they've never heard that expression what what do you mean by push pull I mean, show them that you have interest in getting to know them more, but also showing them that you're a man who has options and you're not immediately head over heels in love with her beauty and that mm -hmm. you actually might have standards besides her looking good. And kind of conveying that through your message, it's really hard to describe off the top of my head, but I could definitely find some examples in my messages and, and you know, screenshot that and kind of show guys that push-pull method. Okay. Well, so yeah, so DM DM him if you guys want an example of that. So, so speaking of uh, texting, this is a good segue to your texting guide. So I downloaded that too, and it's only a cover page. So what? So is it really? What, yeah, it's just a cover page. I was like, okay. God damn it! I was hoping to get the keys to the kingdom on how to fucking get the bitches, but yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just got a cover page. So, so what? What are you planning on on adding more to that? Because it was something like five five keys to tech i can't remember what yeah that that's interesting i mean i have it i guess i have it in my computer somewhere um it's probably yeah i have it i just i guess it's just a, a glitch or, or something i'm not sure what's up with that oh okay <laughs> yeah okay thanks for telling me about that though I'll work yeah yeah, yeah go go check it out because uh yeah it, it's on it's on your gum road and i was like oh, yeah it this, is this seems this seems <laughs> fascinating and, and you because you, you know you have two free pdfs like that you know the the first one is the the dating profile guide uh which has some good tips in it and then i was like oh sweet Let, let's see what he has to say about texting because that's always a fun conversation and i was like what god damn it garrett get your shit together. come on garrett Gaines, come on <laughs> I, i'm gonna work i'm gonna get that fixed tonight so anyone watching this can uh can get my secrets my keys <laughs> there you go yeah we'll make sure to link to that in the description here <laughs> so let's talk about uh 
your YouTube and stuff like that. So I, yeah. I was watching your video about the invisible man and you were talking about people's aversion to the concept of alpha and beta, which I, I know you saw my tweet today about it yeah. because I, I was watching your video and I was like, it was pissing me off. Not, not what you were saying, but just the fact that people argue about it all the time. And I, and I sure. just thought of that tweet, like spur of the moment last night and scheduled that out. Yeah. But, but uh, can you, uh, can you give us a cliff's notes on your thoughts about alpha and beta and, and like people's aversion yeah. to it? You know, I, I was reading um, Chateau Hartiste on game and he also mentioned about, you know, how that can ruffle some feathers and people like to, you know, talk about that a lot. And, I agree there's a point where it is overused in the sense of, you know, oh, I'm alpha and this dude's beta as fuck, stuff like that. But I think if you're going to completely deny that those dynamics exist, that's just ignorant because you can clearly see in, in most situations which guy is more confident, he has more ability and things like that in a situation versus someone else, you know. And like I said, there's contextual alphas and betas as well, and they're not – exclusive you can be both mm -hmm. yeah i i like to what for for those types of people that like to argue that because there are they're, they're really arguing semantics you know it's like look that's true look you could say uh women that or, or guys that women want to fuck and guys that they don't i mean it's just we're literally talking about the same thing you know and there's a reason why there's guys that they they prefer to fuck and there's guys that they just would rather friend zone, you know, there's, yeah. there's a reason for that. You can call it whatever you want. We just happen to label it alpha and beta because it's fucking easy. It's way easier to describe that, you know, but it triggers yeah. people because they're like, they don't know where they stand. And then they, they're like, Oh, maybe I'm not alpha. Maybe he's calling me beta and they get all flustered and things like that. Right. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It, it's sort of, uh, it triggers them in their own way. And they tend to project their insecurities yes. on you. And it's, uh, it's funny, actually. I think it's, I think it's hilarious. It's like, look, the man. most common thing, the most projection I see is when a guy's like, Oh, well, an alpha would never call himself an alpha. And I agree with that because if you're, if you're outwardly saying, Oh, I'm an alpha male, you're kind of, maybe you are in a sense, but it's like, why are you having to tell everybody, you know, it just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I think, it, I think in, a, in an everyday situation, Garrett, uh, you wouldn't be walking up to random chicks and being like, hey, by the way, I'm an alpha, just FYI. <laughs> like you you just wouldn't do that, you know? And, yeah. and I think people thinking that you're doing that or any of us in the space are doing that are retarded because you're not. But we're explaining dynamics online. So we we do tend to use those terms and whether we call ourselves that or not is it's sort of irrelevant. We're sort of using it as a descriptor, you know, so. exactly. And it's not just, you know, guys tend to say when I talk about alpha males, they're just describing themselves, <laughs> you know, and they just use their own description. But there's because there's really it's hard to have just one description of these of these terms mm -hmm. because it's a very deep, nuanced topic. But guys are just like, oh, he's you know, an alpha is jacked and he's, and he's rich and stuff like that. And they're just yeah. describing themselves. Right, right, right. Yeah. Have you read, and I, I would, I would be surprised if you read it, but um, also wouldn't be surprised. Uh, have you ever read the married man sex life primer by Athel K? No, have not. That's like a, that's actually an old school red pill book. And I say old school. I mean, I think it came out in 2011. It's not that old, but uh it's it's more in the dynamic of a of like a marriage, right? And he describes it really well 
in the forms of like how you make women feel chemically in the body. Yes. You know, and it's like his, his description of it is probably the best I've ever heard, you know, but he's like, look, if you're giving her dopamine spikes and uh, you know, your, you know, her, her testosterone levels are sort of peaked a little bit because women have testosterone too. And they're sort of, you know, that's where their sexual urges come from. Uh, that's, that's you making, you know, that's um, her now looking at you as an alpha, you know, she wants to fuck. Right. But if you give her that comfort feeling, the dopamine and, you know, that the serotonin that that's beta and women need that too. Like there, there is a, you know, hypergamy is dualistic, right? They want both. So um, it's, it's, it's guys just get so fucking caught up in the shit. It's, it's, uh, it's humorous, actually. It's sad. Yeah, but. it is. And I don't know <laughs> if you're familiar with Casey Zander on YouTube. Have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So he talks a lot about how it's not, you know, the um, outward things like your money, how many cars you have, how many abs you have. It's about the internal guts of the man and how women classify alpha, whether they call it that or not, it's different mm -hmm. from how a men, how men would classify alpha. Yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It really, it, it's the women's perception of you is what categorizes you. And in that moment, in that moment, you know, it could be, uh, it, it, you talk about contextual alphas, right? You might be an alpha in your fucking video game circle and the, the chick exactly. trying to get with a, some video game nerds is hanging out and like, you're the best video gamer. Like you're the alpha in that group, you know, but, uh, you know, it, if you're, if you go and hang out with a bunch of football players, like you're probably not the alpha in that group. Exactly. You know? And the cheerleaders are probably going for the, you know, the, the top football guy. It's, it's all, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all contextual for sure. Um, so yeah, so my favorite are the guys that bring up the wolf study, and I mentioned that in my tweets. Uh, are you familiar with the wolf study, or have you ever heard of it? Not really. I've you know seen it here and there, but I'm not very familiar with it. Yeah, so it's something, and I, I've never actually read the wolf study. I've just read like because it comes up in the comments a lot. They're like, "This has been just proven by the wolf study," <laughs> you know. Uh, but something along the lines of uh, alpha alphas and wolf packs. Uh, were were studied in the 40s in captivity, right? And that the the results of that study were that oh well, it looks like they you know they have a pecking order and they try to figure out who's in charge, and then they go with who's ever the most dominant, right? But um, I guess sometime later they found out that in the wild they don't do that. Like it's wolves sort of have a hierarchy but it's it's because their packs are made up of family members so like it's the father and the mother and then like you know their cubs and stuff and that's that's what forms the pack and it right. has nothing to do with alpha beta but it's like you can see it in other fucking animals you know like why are you guys <laughs> focused on on wolves on wolf. and shit you know right like maybe the gorilla or the primate you know study would be even better <laughs> but yeah but you see it in uh like so i'm a I live out in, in the middle of nowhere. I live out in, in ranch country and there are lots of hunting out here. I used to go hunting when I was a kid. There's a season out here called the rut, right? Where the, where, where, you know, two, the, the bucks get together, they start locking horns and stuff. And who's ever the most dominant gets access to all the, the females for mating. Like that's what we're talking about here, <laughs> you know, pretty obvious. Like you could, you can just go out in your, in your forest and, and probably see something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You see it. You, you, it's, you can just watch 
you know, uh, God, Wild America or something. I don't know if that show's still on. When I was a kid on PBS, used to watch Wild America with Marty Stauffer, and he would they would show this stuff all the time. Like you know, the uh, bighorn sheep like to butt heads and stuff like that. It's all yeah. it's all just a dominance display to to get access to the the chicks, and the chicks just sit around waiting for the best that that can you know come about and then they're like oh yeah yeah he's the strongest one i want to bang that guy like yeah. rolo says they're just waiting to the finish line yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so and you see it you see it in humans too you know like you you know when someone has a dominant masculine presence like when someone like commands uh attention and they walk into the room like everyone looks over if a guy walks into a bar and he's got four chicks on his arms you know like people stop what they're doing and look like, what's this guy all about? You know, they're, you can see it in everyday life. It's, it's so frustrating, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's even, you know, of course, walking in with, with women will help you, but even if you don't have them, you're still going to catch eyes. And I was actually, I don't know if you watched my recent video, I called it uh, fake alphas. And I was talking about the guys who have to try and prove something by, you know, patting you on the shoulder and on the, and, you know, clearly trying to assert their dominance physically and shake your hand extra long and, you know, dominate you through eye contact. And that's just like, I, I feel like that is a form of not just compensating, but overcompensating. It's amogging, you know, it's it is, but is it real? Like, is that, is that genuinely how they are? Or are they just trying to, trying to perceive them that way? Yeah. I guess it just it depends on the situation. You, you know, uh, you know RP Thor. Yeah. So Thor, Thor has he, he has his book on dominant masculine presence, and I don't know if he talks about it in this, but he also has a course on on dominant masculine presence that he let me audit once, and he he talks about like how to do that in a way that it's not it's not going to offend the other guy, right? That's but what guys need to learn is how to not offend other people and make it so obvious what they're doing. Yeah, there's no there's no reason for that, you know. And, and and what Thor talks about is when you go to shake someone's hand, you know, you keep this finger this yep. finger up so that you feels uh, bigger. <laughs> well, so you do that, but you also have tactical control over their of over their hand, right? So if they do something, now you can control them if you have to. But it also it's just it's and it's just sort of to let them know, hey man, you know. Like we're cool. And I 100% agree with that. Yeah. But yeah. when it's the guys that you know, that's not truly how they feel, but they're doing it because they're intimidated or because yeah. they see you as a threat. That's when it's like, eh, I don't, I don't think you're really that guy. Yeah. You know, you know, who's really like that Who? in Brazilian jujitsu guys, those BJJ mm, guys are right. fucking each other's dicks so yep. much talking about dude. They'll, they are worse than crossfitters, dude. They will tell you that they are training for BJJ. Like, they'll try to work that into any conversation. You're like, Oh, okay. Oh, you're, you're, you're one of those guys. Okay. <laughs> I respect those guys, but you don't need to be so outward about it. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I studied martial arts for years when I was, I barely talk about it on my channel. I barely talk about it. You know, I'm not all about, cause you, I, I guys, what I, one thing that I learned when I was doing martial arts is that guys that talk about it a lot, are usually like basically asking for a fight, you know, and people that are asking for a fight uh, usually have never been in a real fucking fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it, once you've been into so, in some scraps, like you're not looking for a fight all the time, you know? Exactly. Um, 
it's just it's unnecessary most of the time, you know. And if you you know if you ever read like Art of War, you know Sun Tzu is basically like I'm paraphrasing here, but he says you know the the best test of a warrior is someone that can end end a fight before it even happens, you know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, even you know you see it with a lot with like UFC guys or you know roid rage guys. Mm -hmm. Their first instinct is to fight. But I truly think, like, especially if you're that kind of guy, if you're a professional fighter, really, you know, you know what you're doing, it, that should be the last resort because it doesn't really doesn't have to be that way. It can be handled before it gets to that point. Oh, absolutely. And if you, I mean, if you watch uh, any of John Fitch's videos, and John Fitch is a legit fighter, like no one in this space would fuck with that guy, no. right? And he's because he's former world fucking champion, you know, MMA fighter. Uh, he will, he'll be the first to tell you, like, there's no reason, there's no reason to get in a fight on the street for what, because someone called you a bad name or something like, Oh, I got to defend my honor. You know what I'm Right. Saying? Exactly. <laughs> like if you're sure of yourself, like that's not going to affect you. Like, yeah. unless it, like, if you're upset about it, it's because you think there's something true about it. Right. Yeah. Oftentimes, oftentimes it, it, it just reminds me of, uh, I think I mentioned on the podcast before I had this, I had this first grade teacher, uh, Mrs. Rundle, shout out to Mrs. Rundle if she's still alive. Uh, I remember like, you, you know, you're a little kid and you're like, ah, oh, so-and-so called me a poopy head or whatever. And she's like, well, are you, you know, and I'm like, what? Exactly. of course not Mrs. Rundle. Why? That's a dumb question, you know, but as an adult, it, you know, uh, someone who's worked on my frame and stuff like that, the guy who's done the work in the space, I'm like, man, Yeah no, I am not a poopy head. So why was, why would that bother me if they call me that? Like that's them just being stupid, you know? You know, but then it's like, it's also very nuanced. Then it's like, okay, well, what is a, what is fighting words versus what is not, you know, when, yeah. when should you actually defend your honor, your girl's honor, your family's honor? Like, when is it called for? I would say if there's a, like an actual imminent, you know, uh, physical, physical threat, threat. Yeah. I would say if there's a real, serious physical threat that's possible in that situation but most of the time that's it's not you know most i agree 100 that's the way i look at that sort of thing um let's talk about another one of your videos so i watched your video on a men's guide to girls night out and you brought up some interesting points um one i commented on this video by the way yeah she, uh you said she's bored and her man is not creating a social life of abundance can you uh, explain what you meant by that yeah, I th I just think if you're in a long-term relationship or a you know committed relationship with a girl that you're exclusively seeing and she wants to go out with her girls, it's because you guys aren't going out enough and you're not like if you had an abundant social life, she would be surrounded by other girls if you guys went out together. And she would get her social fill for that for that day, for that week, whatever it is. But it's because you probably just sit at home eating popcorn, watching movies with her every night. Yeah, no shit. She's gonna want to go out, especially if she's in her party years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's like anything else in the space. There's nuance with this. Like, there are girls that, especially in their party years, they're just sluts, you know, and they're just gonna do that. And they're just, but you gotta, you you should know that pretty early on in the relationship, you know. And you those types of girls you might consider not getting into a long term relationship with. But it's if if you got a girl that never goes out. Um, and she only goes out with you and then you stop taking her out. She's yeah, she is. I agree with that. She is going to get bored. And most guys, most guys are fucking lazy. You know, they yeah, think they, crazy. They, they get into 
a relationship and they think they've reached the finish line and they're like, ah, yep. I already got her. You know, they let themselves go. They stop getting all jacked and stuff. And, and it's, it's such a, a funny situation because they get all fat. They stop taking her out and then they wonder why they leave. And then they go back and hit the gym. It's like, bro, you should have never stopped going to the gym. What is your problem? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and ask any girl, they'll also tell you that same thing. They're like, so many guys just get way too comfortable once they've received that commitment or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of women do too. Uh, honestly, oh, yeah. a lot of women do too, but I, but I am a firm believer that women are largely mirrors of their men, you know? And, yes. it, and if, if a guy knows how to lead a relationship and lead the interaction, they, they typically don't get that way, you know? And if you introduce uh, a healthy amount of dread game, you know, I'm not talking about like the toxic bullshit, but just being an attractive guy, a guy that's so attractive that other chicks are sort of making passes on in front of your girl or, or even just like lightly flirting, like girls notice that kind of stuff. That or kind even of just stuff, looking at you because girls yeah. notice when other girls are looking at you and that's in and of itself is a form of dread. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you're that guy and you're maintaining that level of attractiveness, like they're going to, they're going to put investment in, they're going to, and in, in, in hypergamy is always asking one question, right? Can I do better? And if she sees that all these other chicks are are, are sort of giving you the eyes still, she's like, nope, no, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. And they're not going to want to leave and go out on girls' nights out. And girls aren't fucking stupid. They know when they're being acting shitty. They know when that they shouldn't be going out with their hoe friends. So when they're doing it, mm. Yeah, I think and, and I think the concept of that video was like that's the beginning of the end of the relationship, right? I mean, it could be because I I also believe it's very up to your personal preferences and knowing what your own boundary is. Because if you're if you're gonna like be okay with her going out, then I'm like, then you need to go out too to somewhere else, mm -hmm. you know? Or and if you're not gonna do that, just realize that maybe this isn't the situation that you should be in. Um, if you're not willing to, you know, go out and have your own social life when she goes out and, or, or if you're really averse to that, if you're feeling really, really lazy or something that day, just look, just look for anything that's off because your intuition is so much stronger when it comes to, you know, thinking about whether she's cheating or not. They can, tr girls can try and hide it and they can, they can hide it. But most of the time you're going to get a little subtle sign that something's off. Yeah. That's, that reminds me of something I learned from Rolo, which was, um, you know, guys guys should never have to like go looking through their girl's phone for text messages and stuff like that because if you have the inkling that she's like messing around like that should that's your that's your gut saying something's off in the relationship and it, and it she probably already is you know she probably yeah. is already you know she might not be actively sleeping with other dudes but she's probably chatting with them you know and, she's always uh, looking for the strongest, as Casey Zander says, she's looking for the strongest cock. <laughs> That's just yeah. true. You know, men mentally strong, physically strong, emotionally strong. Yeah. Yeah. And, th and that's, that's just women's nature. And it's like, it guys that get so pissed at that, it's like, well, why wouldn't they, you know, why does it like, if you take a step back, why wouldn't they get, take the best that they could possibly get? Why, why, why wouldn't you? You know, like, why are you? Yeah, that? exactly. Right. And you should be, ex ex you know, happy that she had that if if you believe in that, if you believe that she's always looking for the best, then you are the best if she's with you. So, yeah. Or be the best. Try to be, exactly. the, be, be the, best. the best, you know, what one thing that it, it, let me I, I want to know how you your take on this. But uh, whenever I, I talk about that, like, you know, basically the concept is 
if you don't date your girl, some other dude will, right? Some of the, some guys, uh, especially if they've been in, in LTRs or they're married and they're miserable and stuff like that. And they're like, they basically hate their wives, but they're, they also don't want to do anything about it and don't want to break up. They, they can sort of get mad and they're like, they, they don't like the concept of having, um, to somehow provide entertainment for their girl. They're like, Oh, it's too much work. Like, look, I'm not some dancing monkey. That's just here to facilitate, you know, her entertainment. You know, I've got shit to work on and stuff like that. What's your take on guys with that kind of attitude? I think it doesn't have to be that you're a, that you're the jester you're, you're the dancing monkey. I think it should be that you have a fun, interesting life and she's along for the ride. You know, you have your, you have your fun, you have your sexy hobbies, you have, you know, you ski in the winter or things like that. And you're genuinely just a funny person. You like to do fun things. You don't like to just sit around the house and that's not you going out of your way to provide entertainment for her. It just, it works out because you already have this fun life. And now you have found a beautiful woman that you enjoy hanging out with to bring along on the ride. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to, I was one of those guys. I was, you know, I was married. Um, I was married for 14 years and uh, it ended up divorced. And I, I was one of those guys. I didn't do shit. I, I, I would go to work. I would, and I would work late because I hated her and I'd come home and eat dinner, watch TV, go to bed and just repeat. It never took her out. Never even considered coming up with date nights and stuff like that. And, um, and I realized, uh, not after that, but after the relationship I was in after that, because I basically fell on, on old habits then too. Although I, I, um, when I was married, I was, a, I ended up being a fat fuck and I ended up losing all the weight with that second relationship. But what I, one of the things I realized was like, Jesus Christ, I'm a boring motherfucker. I am boring, you know? And, and so I was, I, I was went out and actively tried to find fun things for me to do. And I was like, I don't like being bored, you know, like this is actually fun. I actually like I enjoy going out and doing these things. I just had to change my mindset about it because I used to think, oh, it's so much of a pain to go out and do that stuff. But I changed my mindset and said, no, you know, I think I, I do want to go out and, and have more fun and actually enjoy my life and not just waste it sitting on the couch eating popcorn and you know, watching TV and drinking beer and shit. And so, yeah. And I mean, it comes back to the burden of performance, you know, it's something that you have to accept. And, you know, as men, we're going to have to work late hours. We're going to be exhausted after a long day of work. And all we, all we want to do as a, as men is just be lazy in that off time. But if you wish to have a successful relationship, you got to accept something like you have to do fun things. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I realized is like, Oh, you know what? Actually going out and having fun is fun. It's fun. Let me, <laughs> So I'm going to go, I'm going to do this, whether I have a chick or not. It turns out that chicks uh, just find that attractive. They're like, Oh, this guy's out here doing whatever. And you know, he's, he's out running marathons and fucking whatever. So we know vicious love books. So you gotta write a love, book. he's writing books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Oh, so this was also good too. Cause you talked about um, giving your girl an ultimatum and how it's futile. And, and can you explain why, giving your girl an ultimatum is is pointless in general yeah and i mean clearly i got that from rollo because i might have even quoted him word for word on you know demonstrate don't explicate but before i you know i'm so glad i heard that because i was the guy who's like you know i'm i'm a high value man you're not going out and trying to and trying to explain my boundaries and things like that and over text trying to explain boundaries and it is so futile because you're just going to be called controlling 
jealous, toxic. You're going to get everything thrown at you by her and even possibly her friends. So if, if you truly have a boundary where you are not okay with her going out by herself, even if you're going out somewhere separate, if that's your boundary, then just let, just don't even explain it. Just let, like, as Rolo says, let her go and change the lock, you know, and then she'll know that she crossed the boundary. And if she, if she really cares, then it's, then she's going to come back. And if not, then you dodged a bullet. Yeah. It, it, and there's nuance with this too, as well. Cause I think, uh, I think like early on in a relationship, you know, women, women aren't mind readers. So it wouldn't, it, I wouldn't say it, I would tell her as an ultimatum, but if you say, Hey, mm-hmm. my girls I date aren't, aren't hanging out with their hoe friends going to girls only parties and right. that's just how it is. Right. Um, and if she's got a problem with that, well, you can leave, you know, and it's, and you gotta be okay with that. But if she's like doing it, like she actively is like, Hey, I'm going out with Tiffany and, and, um, and, and your relationship's sort of on the rocks at this point anyway, just t- giving her that ultimatum is validation seeking on your part. You're basically making her the judge of who you are and in you saying, Hey, look, you do this or we're breaking up. That basically just validates her, uh, her decision to treat you like shit and have no respect for you anyway. So it's just, like, I agree hundred percent. So, yeah. So at that point, it's just like, <laughs> well, you can leave, but you ain't coming back. You better, you know, yeah, just like that ultimatum is really is really just not it's so it is so not masculine when it's especially yeah. like you said, when your relationships on the rocks. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just makes you seem it just makes you seem weak. Yeah. So at that point, it's just like, all right, well, you made your choice. Have a good night. And then just fucking never call her again. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. So I agree with that. Um Let's see here. So you're pretty jacked. We talked about this a little bit at the beginning. Um, have you been working out since you were five or something? Or, or <laughs> no, how long you been- no. Um, I've been working out for probably about two and a half years now after I ended my four year LTR from 14 to 18. And I was, you know, just a skinny 135 pound guy. So this is your, uh, your high school sweetheart. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And she red pilled you already, huh? This is actually honestly, I think my parents divorce red pilled me, but she, uh, yeah, she was just icing on the cake. Got it. Okay. <laughs> this it's uh, how people get into the space fascinates me. So, so yeah, let's, let's talk about that story. Have you told yeah. that story on, on your videos at all? I haven't. No, I've talked about, I might've talked about it somewhere, but long story short, it was the, it was the typical um, wife envying the neighbor's wife envying um the life that she saw her living and you know with the with the rich doctor in the mansion and you know feeling like she deserved that feeling entitled to that and this was, this was to, uh your your high school red pill chick oh okay <laughs> yeah, oh no i'm at, I'm, at, I'm asking or is this your is this this your, was my uh, this was my parents this is your parents okay yeah your mom your your neighbors you had a you had rich doctor neighbors and your mom's like Correct. i i am owed rich doctor yes guys. okay yes and that came from you know her her parents as well and feeling and, and feeling entitled but yeah long story short she ended up having an affair with him um and to which my dad figured out and, you know, as a, as a Christian guy that he is, he was, you know, he had his values and he was working hard every day. And her her reasoning was, you know, he wasn't there for her 
and, you know, uh, emotional this and that. And I get it. I get it. I get it to a point where I'm like, well, you know, um, it's kind of like, you know, if, if your woman cheats, is it your fault? Which is kind of a whole nother thing. But yeah, that was just a, that was a whole lot for me to see. You know, it, it, that exactly. And I was kind of, I was on the fence on that topic as well, because I'm like, you know, I never saw them argue. Even if it was behind closed doors, we live in the same house. I never heard anything. And I wasn't young enough to not remember. I mean, this happened when I was like 11 and 12. So I would have heard something and then, you know, got into the whole alienation between parents and children and having to choose sides mm. and seeing all that at that ripe age, you know, informative years where I'm old enough to remember and things like that. How, how old it was you when they, when they split up? I think I was about 12 when it, whenever we like uh, moved houses. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. So, um, well, what did your dad do for a living? He did. He, and he still is, he's a, a real estate agent and now he's a broker of his own company. Okay. And you, and you're in real estate now too. Yes. I work under his brokerage as well. Oh, okay. All right. So, I mean, it's not like he was not well to do. I mean, uh, yeah, no, real estate agents, especially brokers the, make pretty good money on the house, on the water, beautiful neighborhood. We had a yeah. beautiful family. And it's just that he wasn't, he wasn't there for her or she wasn't emotionally satisfied and didn't spend enough time and, and, Mm. you know, whatever. Okay. Got it. Um, all right. So you learned at that moment, like, oh, you know, this is a a thing and and maybe marriage is a bad deal for men and (laughs) anyone, anyone can cheat, but typically it, it ends up much worse for the guy. Yeah. Got it. And so then, uh, so that was, uh, that was when you were 12 and then you said 14 through 18. So basically your high school years, you were with uh high school sweetheart chick. So yeah. what happened with that? Did she, uh, she rip your heart out and stomp on it or what? Let me, let me think. Um, not really because at the end, I mean, I, I was the one that broke it off, mm-hmm. but long story short, you know, I got her, um, I, I was, you know, very young and we spent pretty much all of our time together. Mm. Um, after a while, pretty much lived together because, you know, when we were on school, we did online school together, online high school. So we'd even, you know, work on school all day and, and hang out. And I, I guess I, I was not a man. I was a boy. I was very, I didn't know, know at all what it meant to be masculine, let alone masculine in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where we were clearly bored with each other. There was no real polarity there, no tension anymore, sexual tension. And she was very attractive, very beautiful singer, musician. And eventually I knew that something was off because she was with, you know, we would hang out with our other musician friend who was a guy who was also an attractive guy. And they um, would practice together music, practice uh, stuff like that for their gigs. And I knew I was like, you know, I just knew something was up the entire time. And anytime I would say anything, I was jealous and controlling and and toxic and things like that. So that was just and I was I was very jealous and very and for reasons that, you know, I know now, but I didn't know at the time. Mm -hmm. And long story short, she ended up um, sleeping over at his house one night uh, with her friend there, though, with another girlfriend. And I just. I was not comfortable with it with that at all. So I just left and I was, you know, she, he was the guy that I was always told not to worry about, you know, don't worry right. about him yeah, as yeah, a yeah. friend. And at, not two weeks after I break up with her, they're going to Orlando together. So. Got it. So, so he was a, another band guy. He was. Yeah. Another contextual a, alpha. 
Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I had a similar situation. I had a girlfriend in, in high school. Um, I've, not, I've never told this story on the podcast, but uh, yeah, I dated I, this is the, the girl I lost my virginity to. We, and we were only together for like six months. And it was like near near the end of uh, the year, I think right right around when we started having rocky situation and and i think it was like new year's or something i can't remember but she she didn't want to hang out with me that night you know i i wanted to go i wanted to at least spend some time with her and she didn't didn't want to hang out with me that night she'd much rather go hang out with her friend jenny and spend the night at jenny's house and jenny's uh jenny's brother happened to be in town from the marines and jenny's brother was a, a fucking you know ripped marine and he was all he was a hunky hunk you know and uh she didn't want to hang she didn't want me there she didn't want me there and um i found out later from a friend of mine that she she ended up you know sleeping with that guy that night yeah and i was like sure. god damn it you know uh so we ended up breaking up um but i didn't find out about that I mean, I, I assumed something like that was happening, but yeah, I couldn't prove it. So I was like, you know, blue pill guy, like, no, nah, my girl wouldn't do that to me. <laughs> and then exactly. found out later like that. No, that, that most likely did happen. So um, and it's honestly a good thing that that happened to us when we're that age. Instead dude, of, I didn't you know, fucking lose, learn my lesson until after I was. You didn't. Born. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to learning this shit. So I, that's why uh, my, I guess I, I wanted to sort of circle back around that. It's good that you're learning this at a fucking early age. Cause you're going to have, uh, I think you're going to have a, a much easier experience in life when it comes to women, just ha having this understanding at such a young age of, of sexual dynamics, how women work and the concepts of attraction and stuff like that. And, like the sky's the limit once you know that, you know, you can really do whatever is. you want. More of my friends were like, that's why I am trying to make content because I, I pretty much got into this through Casey Zander. Cause he's probably 20, he was probably 26 at the time when I started watching him. So I related to him more, which mm. is why I am trying to reach that audience as well. You know, that 18 to 24 demographic, because I'm saying things that they need to hear to have like toxic relationships are kind of a good learning experience, but I want, that to not happen for them to not, you know, or get the wrong girl pregnant or, you know, all these things that can happen at a young age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is good, man. It's good. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't learn all the, uh, all this stuff. And, and the sad thing is most people don't even find this stuff until something bad happens, you know, like red pills triage and you, you can sit there and tell all these people this and they'll just disregard it and go, ah, you're misogynist, all this stuff until it happens to them. And they're like, Oh, maybe this guy's onto something. <laughs> you know, what do you say when someone said, like, if you're talking about um, intersexual dynamics or anything, and they say you're a misogynist, what is like, what's the um, response to that? You know? Oh, I say I'm the worst kind of misogynist. I'm one with a platform. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, just I don't even know if misogyny that. exists. I mean, unless you're saying you simply hate women, I don't know if misogyny is really a thing. I, you know, I, I look at all that kind of stuff, whether it's coming from men or women, like it's a shit test. I treat it all the same, you know, and, and one of the things I learned from uh, an, a, another red pill book, uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy, is uh, Deering, right? Which is defend, explain, if, um, what is it? Defend, explain. I always get this, the, the other one. It's um, excuse, defend, explain, excuse, and rationalize. Right. If someone's like attacking you and calling you something like that, trying to defend yourself just makes you weaker. 
it makes it puts you in a weaker position. But if you absurdly agree and amplify whatever they're saying, it actually shows them that you're better than them because you don't give a fuck, right? It's like it's like when your little sister is 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 calling you a poopy face and you're just like you're rub your head because you're cute, right? You, know? like, you yeah. don't care, you know. <laughs> so that's the way I look at it. People call me a massage, they've been calling me that since I started doing this stuff a couple of years ago. And I just I just think it's funny now, you know. Um, when people say who hurt you, right? That's a common one. Who hurts you? I just I just reply back, everybody drink, you know, because it's it's like right. a drinking game at this point. So that's very common, yeah. Yeah, so that's just how I look at that sort of thing. Um, let's go back to you being Jack, though, because you are Garrett Gaines after all. So, oh, yeah, what are your top three recommendations for guys to stay consistent in the gym and get to your level? So, I started working out at home. I had some, I had 20 pound dumbbells and I had a mirror. So, I was able to see my progress. In a very short time, especially with newbie gains, if you're new to the gym, the main thing is to just try and lift some weights for 15 minutes. You know, do some curls, do some overhead presses with whatever you got. If that's like a backpack, then do it. You don't have to get a gym membership. You can lift weights with anything. And once you even start seeing the slightest bit of progress, um, you know, you've also increased your diet or whether you're trying to lose weight, too you have your diet and you're lifting your weights and you, you see progress. Even if you lose a pound, you know, in a week, you're like, okay, well, this is, this is proving something to myself that I can do this. So seeing your progress is huge. Another thing is honestly, if you wanted to make a social media account to um, hold yourself accountable, even if you have zero followers, just kind of, just kind of posting your, your escapades, you know, with your workout, like, you know, today I did a five minute ab routine or I, I did a, a, a few pull-ups today, or, you know, doing a hundred push-up challenge, things like that to hold yourself accountable. And this is, I guess is, this is kind of a personal choice, but just learning to love it, you know, just learning to love that feeling of getting your blood flowing, of doing something that is healthy for your body, staying active. And for me, it's become a part of my life that if I miss it, like, I, I don't miss a day, I, you know, except over holidays, but I have rest days, of course. But truly holding yourself to that standard, if you spend an hour a day watching Netflix, just go to the gym. I'm not saying you have to go intense weightlifting. Just get in there and and just learn to truly love it and meet people in the gym. Say hey to everyone you see. It's all it's a very nice community. And yeah, that's basically it. That's good. In my in my book, I, I talk about uh, there's only four exercises. And let, let me let me get your opinion on this, because this is a very controversial Garrett, this is a very controversial thing I'm saying here. There's only four exercises guys need. And uh, I base this off of my experience in the military, but also uh, there was an old article on on uh, the Return of Kings that, that talked about this. And I was like, this is genius because it makes sense. But no, the only type of equipment I think that a guy really needs to have, like everything else is gravy, right? You could, pe People argue all the time, oh, what about deadlifts, bro? If you like doing that, fine. That's gravia. That's on top, right? But basically, something to do pull-ups with, right? Pull-ups or chin-ups. So you can get like a $20 door jam pull-up bar. Yep. And that's it. Otherwise, push-ups, uh, sit-ups, right? Some kind of ab sit-ups or crunches, right? Or um, in squats, you know, or running. And that will basically work your whole body out. 
so that was, I put that in the book and then I was like, anything else after that is, is gravy. What do, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. Anything else is gravy. I mean, the pull-ups are going to be great for not only your back, of course, your lats. They also work your shoulders and your biceps. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all these different variations you can do. You know, of course, you got your wide grip or you got your, you know, your chin-up grip. We got your hands close. That's going to work more at your bicep. You can do all these different variations. So I agree with that. Your push-ups, of course, going to work your triceps and your chest. Um, and then running or squats. Yeah. And, but, but you know, you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to get jacked by doing those things, but that's okay. Not everyone's goal is to get jacked, but you can definitely get stronger and start reaching your goals just with those four ex- exercises. hundred percent. Yeah. That, that old article from, uh, from return of Kings, what they were saying was, um, it was, they, they, they cited some study saying that women, uh, don't necessarily like guys who are like super bulky anyway, yeah, oh yeah. and and that they, they like more of the uh, the Brad Pitt from Fight Club look, and they're like this these four exercises will get you like Brad Pitt's shape if you you do it right and you do your diet and stuff like that because you can't outrun a you know a bad diet but um but I was like yeah man just because a lot of guys have excuses like oh, I can't afford a membership of the gym it's like well you know everyone all the like the real Jack guys hate Planet Fitness but. Planet Fitness is $10, man. You can't afford it's that. It's a great gym. No, I <laughs> yeah. mean, the only problem that Jack guys hate it is because they don't let you bring in your big water bottle or your stringer and they don't allow a lot of noise, which is kind of necessary. If you like, I, I make noise. I'm not the biggest guy in the gym, but I, you know, you have to, if you want to work hard and Planet Fitness is great for a lot of people, but not for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It, which I, I love. Cause I used to have a Planet Fitness membership. Um, and I, lo- I love that the, the lunk alarm and stuff like that. And this is a judge free zone, judge free, unless, unless you're a fucking Jack dude that, that, you know, needs to slam your weights down. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, they're going to judge those guys. The ones that are in probably not the best health shape, you know, but they're the, the most muscular in there. So. Right. Yeah. Um, so oftentimes too, people, uh, you know, when they want to get fit and stuff like that, they want to know what your diet is. What's your diet like yeah. right now? So it, one thing that I would say is, is very, you know, I was, my goal was to gain weight. So I had to increase my calories and I didn't really have, I didn't have a diet plan. I was like, I just need to eat more. And, you know, that would be called a dirty bulk. If you're just, if your goal is simply to eat more, you could even just supplement with, with fast food. It's, it's unhealthy, but you're going to gain that weight that can then turn into muscle. But my diet right now is right at about 3000 calories, mainly consisting of protein and carbs. And that's basically, and I get carbs from fruit as well. So, and that's a good, that's a good diet to maintain my current weight and also put on muscle at the same time. But I'm, I'm also not natural. So I have an (laughs) advantage over some, but most part, just go online, look up your calorie calculator, put in your information, put in your goal. And that's going to give you as much as you need. And then even go to an online service where you can order your meals. If that's if that's something that's hard for you to find time to cook or to eat healthy, there's a lot of services out there now to really help with that. So you're not natural. So you would you say trend bologna sandwiches then? Trend bologna? I would say no, personally. I think, uh, especially at my age. Yeah. But I, I mean, I know a lot of guys <laughs> love it. They're like a life without trend is a life that is not a life worth living, you know, and they really they kind of go with that because how, of how bad of a rap it gets. But mm. yeah, I've, I've, uh, I know some people that, that use trend. I know people that use stuff like uh, what Anavar and, oh, yeah. and D bowl and all that, all that fun stuff. 
Um, All that fun <laughs> stuff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what about natural supplements? Do you recommend any of those? Yes. Let me show you this right here. I mean, this honestly, I don't want to say it saved my life, but it really like this is ashwagandha right here. And oh, right. this is known to one decrease your cortisol which is when you have high cortisol, which is related to stress, it also lowers your, lowers your testosterone. So by lowering your cortisol, it raises your testosterone and also it reduces anxiety and stress at the same time. Oh, got it. Okay. So that's yeah, a great I've... one. Um, and then creatine, you know, everyone knows creatine pretty much. It's like the most studied um, natural supplement up there with caffeine. And it's just uh, going to bring more water into your muscles and, and help you look a little bigger. Yeah. It doesn't, I mean, it's also kind of like, um, it allows you to lift a little bit heavier too, right? You yeah, it can. I mean, you load it up. Like if you just start taking it, people take like a, a large dose every day for two weeks and then it, it, it can increase your strength. Um, so that's, that's a, a, a little bit, it's not going to be anything major, but you might notice some slight strength increase. Got it. So that's where the trembolone comes in. Got it. Okay. No. Yeah, that's when trend comes in. Yeah, whenever like if you're in the gym for two days and you're feeling a little weak, just go ahead and take some trend, and then you start. You should reach your goals. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So, um, I only got a couple more questions that we could wrap yeah, up sure. here. So your Twitter bio says that you're into dark triad maxing, which I find hilarious. Now, yeah. do, you, do, you, do you really advocate, advocate guys work on their narcissist, psychopath, and Machiavellian traits? Honestly, yes, I do advocate for that. Okay. Uh, well, so what's the best way for guys to, to do that? How can they max out their dark triad traits? So if you go look at my pinned tweet, I put it in there. I put in how to optimize your dark triad, how to max out your dark triad. But honestly... The way the way that I describe it is kind of maybe shocking to some, but it's simply by becoming the best version of yourself and living your best life. Because, you know, even if that means you're working on your your skincare or your hair, you get a hair transplant or you get your eyebrows done, whatever it is, that could be considered narcissistic. You know, if you live your life unapologetically without remorse, you say and do things without a filter that could be considered psychopathic. And then as far as Machiavellianism, you know, just being able to kind of use, not use others, but people that are around you know how to get what you want. That's best for you and for everyone without hurting anyone, but that could be considered manipulative. Mm. We call that networking. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. But hey, that's, that's some dark triad right there, man. You're dark triad maxing. Yeah, goddamn right. Goddamn right. The chicks like that shit. So they dig it. Um, the chicks dig serial killers. So <laughs> they do. Um, okay, last question. So I saw one of your Instagram reels about why dudes need to stop watching Netflix with their girl. Uh a lot of guys are gonna get triggered by that. Um, and I think we talked about it a little bit already, but can you give us the gist of that of that video? I I think that the more you're around your girl and you're doing lazy things like that one, the less desire she's going to have for you. I mean, that's, that should be pretty obvious because that's like the least masculine thing you should do. You should, you know, everyone's going to have downtime with their girl. I get it. And I'm not saying you should never, like, I just, uh, you know, that's a good hook to kind of, you know, oh, that, was a great hook. that was a great hook. I was like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. So it's not like, it's not never, but you shouldn't really have a whole lot of time where you're not doing anything in my humble opinion. And that's, that was the point I was making is you should be working on something for the majority of the day. But if that means you're watching Netflix for an hour or two at night when you go to sleep, I get it. 
but you shouldn't have that much downtime. You're, she's going to see you as weaker. She's going to see you as less masculine and she's going to go, you know, look for a better option, whether she finds one or not. Yeah. One thing I want to, I would add to that is, um, I think, I think it's okay every, you know, on occasion and stuff like that, but, uh, chicks, chicks hate guys who are boring and predictable, you know, yes, if, the predictability. If, if you're seven days a week, uh, you know, and you're like, Hey, let's watch this on Netflix tonight, you know? And it's just like, this the same every fucking day. Well, what are we going to do today? Garrett? Oh, well, we're going to watch Netflix tonight. Like we always do. Like that's, yeah, the new movie came out. We got to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's fucking boring. So you got to keep chicks guessing, you know, because then they're like, ooh, what's going on? Like, what's they're like? Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, even just go out, like go to the gym again at night. You know, I'm not saying like I'm not saying you have to fake it like that. But the goal is you should be filling up your time to where you don't have that free time to watch hours and hours of, of meaningless shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, if you're you're married with kids like you can't the opportunities are are not there so much to, to, to just be constantly busy and, and out. I mean, you do, you have, you have sort of obligations in the house, but still you can't be fucking predictable. I would say, you know, how would you can't. say before we go, how would you say for a married person with kids, how could they increase their, or how could they be less predictable in that sense? Well, I think it, it really takes a lot of effort. Um, and it's, it's really going to take a lot of effort on the guy's part. I think. I don't know if you can hear my dog. She's no, I can't. I heard I'm at her little powder, but she's uh she's supposed to be a professional podcaster, but sometimes she fails. Um so I would say you just have to you have to be creative, you have to make time, you have to make the plans and set the tone and lead and just you know put that kind of effort in you and you have to make the plans to get a babysitter, make the plans, you know, and you know, maybe you live close enough where mom and mom and dad can watch the kids, but you need to be active and seeing if, you know, your, your, your in-laws or, or whatever your can, can watch the kids so that you guys can go out and do some fun stuff. And I would say, don't always go out on the same fucking night. Don't always do the same thing. Don't go, don't every, every Thursday is fucking d dinner at Sizzlers and we go see yes. a movie. Like that's boring mm -hmm. as fuck too. You know, keep things exciting. Every once in a while, throw in um, a mystery date and just be like, Hey, we're going out Thursday and we're, I want you to wear this. Well, where are we going? Well, you'll find out when we get there, you know, that kind of shit chicks like that, you know? So as long as you just keep that kind of spice going, like you can, you can have it, you can do that with kids too. It's just, uh, there's a, there's a lot of other variables you got to deal with, you know, <laughs> that's all. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the predictable date. Yeah. Because you can even have predictable date nights, like you said. So it's really just about switching things up, you know, maybe even, I'm taking a random trip for, for a weekend or something driving, you know, for me, like driving to new Orleans would be a perfect weekend trip because it's, you know, kind of close new change of scenery, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there'll be times where, you know, cause I I've got an LTR, right? So I call her nurse chick nurse chick. Yep. I'll just, I'll just get a, a wild hair and look something up online and go, Oh, this is happening in Vegas. Hey, Vegas on the 13th, which we're doing by the way, like Vegas on the 13th, we're going to, you know, we're going to go see this show. And she's like, Oh, okay. You know? And then it's like, make the arrangements, get someone to watch your dog or whatever, but we're going. And, and I'll, you know, I'll just come up with that stuff. I just, I try to stay active. And the thing is that because I do that and she knows I do that, she does it too. Like she wants to keep this relationship thing going. So she puts in that investment. She'll make plans like that, you know? And I'm, I don't him and haw about it. Like, Oh, I don't want to go do that. You know? But she also knows, not to 
schedule things like fucking wine and painting night because you know I'm not right. going to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she, I'm not going to be in Vegas on the 22nd. Will you be there around then? No, I won't, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but that would be cool, though. Are you going to be on Axis Vegas? Uh, possibly. I, if he does one around then, I don't know. But he did invite me out there um, So it, to AVN specifically. So I have no idea, honestly, what that trip will entail. <laughs> Oh, you're going to ABN. Wait, who invited you? Rolo or Rolo? Yeah. Right. Rolo invited you to ABN. Oh, well that, that should be fun for you. <laughs> yeah. Should be man. Um, all right. Well, Garrett, this has been a great conversation, brother. Where can people find you online? Yeah. Find me everywhere. Garrett X gains. Uh, my Instagram is just two Z's at the end. My first account got deleted by the matrix. Um, but Garrett X gains everywhere. I uh, got my own website, um, which you can find in my bios everywhere. Um, I'm pretty, I'm on X, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, YouTube. You can't miss me. Oh yeah. I think I found your account on TikTok. Do you have a big ass account? Oh yeah. Account? Yeah. I do have um, a big account. On TikTok. I have, stopped posting on there. Oh, did you? Yeah. You have, you have, um, you have two accounts on there, right? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. You stopped posting on there. I got to stop doing that. I, I have two accounts on there also because my, my actually I had three. My first one got completely banned. Second one's shadow banned. This one, this new one's under an account warning that I fucking hate that app, man. <laughs> I know. It's really, it's only great for like the stupidest content. Anything educational or smart, just besides home math, pretty much goes unnoticed. Yeah, it's a it's a damn shame. Well, Garrett, thank you so much. Uh, I'll give you the rest of your evening back. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. Um, I'm glad to do it. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Garrett, thanks for joining me today, man. You're welcome back anytime. Fun conversation. Good getting to know you. Um, man, I... I I need to get jacked like you, man. Like I need to, I need to get on that trend bologna sandwiches. You know what? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I'm just messing around. Um, anyway, good talking to you. I appreciate you joining me today on the podcast, guys. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Thank you for everybody that sounded off in the live chat. Thanks for leaving a comment below. I'm, I'm trusting that you've done that. Okay. I'm trusting that you guys have liked this video too. Sometimes I'll see hundreds of views on these videos and like 30 likes. It's like, come on, someone's slacking here. Someone's slacking. All right, guys, get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. Uh, I'll send you some free stickers. If you guys don't want the free stickers, just write don't want stickers in the address field and uh, you'll get 20 dating app openers and you get a free chapter of my, my book, Everything I Wish I Knew When I Was 18. Speaking of the book, Get the book on on Amazon, books.comeonmanpod.com. That's all we have for this episode, guys. I will see you Wednesday for the live stream. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, Go out and get it.